Doctrine and Devotion is sponsored by Lagos Bible Software. You can check out Lagos Bible Software 8 Basic for free if you go to lagos.com slash doc and devo. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer so, Fellowship. So, Jimmy, oh. it <laughs> seems like, um, I think when this drops, you're going to be on like your was it, third vacation of the year, fourth vacation of the year? Nah, I don't know. Well, well, uh, where, I don't are where are you going? Where are you going on your vacation? Where are you going? Uh, I'll be in Jamaica. Really? Yep. So just you and the wife then? Yeah. The, oh. Taking the kids? Taking the kids. All... All three of them? Yeah. You got three, right? Yeah. What are their ages? Go. Yeah. <laughs> I told one of the new I told one of the newcomers. Seven, five, and four. Seven, six, and five. Oh, seven, yeah. seven, seven, five, and four. I bet you know what your your locker combination at the gym better than you do your kids' uh, ages. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh zero. I don't have one. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How about yeah. yourself? I'm doing good. Doing good, feeling good. Man, I had a great uh member caring prayer tonight. Really? Yeah. It was great. I thought it was fantastic. I love when we set aside time to pray for. Explain, for our, explain that to the people so maybe they know what you, what you mean. What are you talking about? Mem- yeah. Prayer, so uh, once a quarter, um, at least once a quarter, we set aside time uh, as elders to gather together. Uh, we go through the membership role and we pray for individuals and for families. Uh, yeah, we just go through it. Every and, specific member of yeah. this church is prayed for by name, uh, taking their needs into account. Uh, on and a regular, pray, we, and yeah, basis. and during our regular meetings, we're praying. Oh yeah, for all kinds of people, and for needs, all kinds yeah. of people. But we all we just make sure to set aside uh, uh, quite a few times a year to just go through the list and yeah. and really pray. Yeah, it's great. You're not dealing with any other business. You know, until you know, you know, Brian tries to sneak it in. Uh, you know, when we're on our way out, Brian will be like, "Hey, what about?" Uh, what about, let's talk about this. Yeah. 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 Like, no. No. Okay. We'll get, we'll get a quick one in. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, man. Yeah. Those are, those are great. Those are really good times. I love that we do that. And uh, you know what? That's a benefit of a church that's not too large is like you can actually just gather together and pray for all of the members, you know? Yeah. No, it, it's, it's definitely one of the benefits. Um, I'm sure larger churches, it's, well, no, it's just difficult. Yeah, too many just people. Too many people. Do it in one sitting. You could certainly pray, and you should be praying for all of your members. But yeah, <laughs> at some point, it gets it gets pretty cumbersome. And that's what we wanted to talk about tonight. We wanted to talk about the pros and cons of churches that are big and small, mm. right? Some people prefer the larger churches. Some people prefer the smaller churches. But the truth is, there are pros and cons, some perceived pros and cons, and some real pros and cons uh, for any ch- size church, depending on, you know, how many people are well, there. Well, sometimes not just a preference. Uh, for some people... Uh, it's just selfish to want a small church. Uh, you remember that? I do remember that. Remember that? Andy how, Stanley. How could you forget that? Andy. Oh, bro. You need to chill. Bruh. You need to chill. So Andy Stanley, if you don't know, Andy Stanley is uh, a megachurch pastor, son of Charles Stanley. Um, and Andy says some things that range from wrong. He says some good stuff about, you know, leadership or vision or something. Mm-hmm. But he says some stuff theologically that's questionable at times. He's a, he's a believer. He, yeah. he loves the Lord. Yeah. But um, and then he, he says, you know, like all of us, you know, sometimes he'll say something dumb. And this was a dumb thing that he said. He actually came back. And he, he came up, back and did he, apologize. He said, I, he's like, I, I misspoke. He's like, I'm offended at what I said. 
But he did say it, and I think it's pretty clear that he did mean it. It was a part of his presentation. It was yeah. a part of his sermon. It was so what, what did he say? Oh, he said, uh, when I hear adults say, well, I don't like a big church. I like about 200. I want to be able to know everybody. I say, you are so stinking selfish. You care nothing about the next generation. All you care about is you and your five friends. You don't care about your kids, anybody else's kids. You're like, what's up? I'm saying if you don't go to a large church, I'm sorry, if you don't go to a church large enough where you can have enough middle schoolers and high schoolers to separate them so they can have small groups and grow up in the local church, you are a selfish adult. Get over it. Find yourself a big old church where your kids can connect with a bunch of people and grow up and love the church. That was in 2016. Again, he did, you know, he apologize. apologize. Yeah. He did apologize. And I, I say dumb things too. Jimmy says dumb things too. And, uh, and when we do, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta own it. And so, but like, boy, that set off a pretty big reaction, but I think it's fair to say that that does reflect the, the, you know, the, the I think the, people do have that attitude. People yeah. do have that heart when not just leaders, um, I, I think individuals do, right? They do have that heart and thinking, I, I, I must have a large church for yeah. my for my spiritual well-being and the well-being of my, my families. Well, let's talk about that. What are what are some of the pros of big church, Jimmy? Because there are some benefits to a mm-hmm. church being large. And we're not putting any hard numbers here. We're not just talking about mega churches, uh, but just the, the larger churches, the bigger the church. So, you know, just increasing bigness. What are some what, what's a pro? What's a pro that comes to your mind? I mean, one of the things is large churches, they often feature highly gifted teachers and preachers. Right. Right. They do have uh, individuals. And, and I mean, I hate seeing it saying it in these terms because I think some of them, they, they some people planted a church and it grew. And there's a reason why it grew. It grew. Yeah. You know, uh, by the blessing of God, utilizing uh, the word of God and uh, and gifting a, a preacher to communicate well or or teach well or it grew not because God is blessing them uh be like Joel Osteen's church isn't growing because of God's right. blessing Good, I don't fair think. point fair point you know you know yeah. come on you just, just saying why, why are you trying I'm to- not just saying there's, there's a couple of different reasons it might be happening but right. in the best case scenario yes I'm yeah. trying to give best yeah. case scenario to uh to our people right so but they're, they're definitely going to attract and they genuinely genuinely do need uh a gifted communicator in order to maintain people coming in mm-hmm. here they're going to be they're drawn to that right especially in a church that isn't very biblically grounded because that is like one of the single most important things that you have a draw by the charismatic nature of, of a speaker uh the more biblical the church the less of a critical need it is that they be super like you know um I don't know, gifted in this area. They have just need to be faithful proclaimers. Mm-hmm. But typically, yeah, I think you're right. Large churches will have those highly gifted preachers and teachers. Um, some of them very good and some of them, of course, not so good on the doctrine. Um, and a lot of people value the high quality music. That's another pro. You know, the larger the church, the more resources you have, the more you can do, the more people you have, the more yeah. gifted people you have, yeah. the more talent is there. And so, high quality. and I'm not talking about like, you know, rock concert and all of that. I just mean more people means you have a greater pool of people from which uh, you can pull to serve in the music. And that usually means a higher quality. Output. Yeah, more hazers, more lasers, things, no, things of that no, nature. That, that right? does happen. That does some, some of these churches, it does happen. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying like, yeah. you know, yeah, you get some high quality. Yeah. Another pro is large churches. They often have multiple ways for you to serve. So yeah. there's there's many opportunities. Uh, and so for individuals that are trying to find, OK, where do I fit What's my gift? Uh, what's my I, gifting? Yeah. They have there. There's plenty of opportunity for you to find that, uh, to test the waters, uh, and to serve uh, the body of Christ. And so, yeah, I mean, praise God for that. That there's there's many needs in a larger church, uh, and so 
there's many opportunities for you to grow in that. Yeah, I think, and, and kind of the flip side of that same thing, though, is that like large churches offer a lot of ways in which you can be served, right? So oftentimes they'll have vibrant recovery ministries or uh, they'll have a number of mercy ministries, right? I remember Willow Creek used to have this night where uh, they would have mechanics on site who will just fix people's cars mm. for free, right? Especially people that were in need, right? So there's a single parent, doesn't have a lot of resources, my car's not running, right? Bring it in, boom, somebody in the church takes care of it. So there are there are more ways to be served. Which uh, is a great way to serve right there. I mean, that, that right there. That's you're, very you're, cool. That's, that's uh, awesome. Praise God. God for that opportunity for uh, individuals to utilize the gifts that God's given them to bless others. Right. That, that's a great one in a practical way. Yeah. And then you think about like, you know, because you have a larger church, there are more resources available because there's more money available. So more there people. Are more people. So there are more resources. I mean, just just think of something as simple as like a book table. Right. I mean, like, yeah. so like the, the larger churches are going to have more to offer people in general. I mean, in, in terms yeah. of the, in the these, book, yeah, the book ministry. I mean, even just, uh, like children's ministry, right? Yep. They've got more flexibility there. Their, their middle school ministry, their youth ministry, they oftentimes can have a young adult ministry. They can have a singles ministry. They yep. can have, you know, the men's ministry, the women's ministry. Retreats and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff that some of the smaller churches have a harder time pulling off. And they yeah. actually, the smaller churches oftentimes will partner with the we'll larger churches. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is a good idea yeah. is, you know if you're aligned theologically and yeah, doctrinally it's a great idea you can't do everything just do what you do and then get some help yeah what about the cons though what are, what are a couple of the of the cons that that come to mind yeah i think it's easy to hide in a church in <laughs> yeah. a larger church right it's easy just to go in uh be part of the sunday morning service and then get out so you, yeah. you have a just a higher level of an, anonymity yeah uh, and along with that then i think there's there's a higher uh and oftentimes unknown uh, turnover percentage. You don't, because if you, you, like for us, we we notice when people come in and out, yeah. right? Uh, especially our, our regular members and regular attenders. Yeah. Um, but for a larger church, it's kind of harder to quote unquote keep tabs. Yeah, especially if they don't actually have an actual membership process, which some of them don't. But um, yeah, I think that is a problem. Now, some people might consider that a pro, right? Anonymity. It's like, it's like a perceived mm -hmm. pro. Like, oh, I get to be, I don't want to be bothered. I want to be left alone. Yeah, I just want to be here. And, and and there's a sense in which, you know, I get that, especially if you're a newcomer or non-Christian, right? It's uh, it, it's a little bit easier to step in and, and to just be left alone. It's funny because in the larger churches that I visited, by and large, I tend to be greeted less uh, than I am at a smaller church. When I go to a smaller church, I'm generally... Greeted by a number of different people, not people with name tags, just people. Yeah. At the larger church, it's typically only the people with name tags that'll say Yeah, well, you stick me. out, though. Either. So, like, in a smaller church, like, you stick out like a sore thumb. Okay. You know, you're bald, bearded, tattooed. Right. And always smelling like cigars. Yeah. Well, I'm actually smoking when I walk in. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you, you kind of stick out. So, I mean, in the same way, you stick out at a larger church, uh, they just want to avoid you. Oh, is that what it is? No, I'm probably not. Okay. Well, um... So yeah, anonymity. I, I like that. I think that's. I think that's true. Um, and one of the things that I think is, it's not always true, but I we do see it happening. I think in in the larger churches, one of the cons is that there is a temptation for the. There's a greater temptation for the worship service to become more of a performance that one observes rather than something that is more participatory in nature. Mm. Um, and they don't so, have the responsive readings. Eh, nah, I mean, I'm sure that there are some that do. But the large churches that I'm familiar with, large churches that I visit, um, it is very much what's happening on the stage, and there isn't a lot of congregational involvement. The singing is is low, 
uh, by the congregation. The singing and performance on the stage is very high. Oftentimes there is put such a premium on a perfection coming from the stage. And the, and I've talked to these, these musicians, man, they are worked hard mm. by some of these churches. They're and, really, and oftentimes, I mean, um, maybe I'm wrong. I think some are a lot, there's probably quite, you know, there's some that are volunteering, but other, I mean, a lot, a lot of musicians of the, are getting, they're on the, they're, they're paid. Yes. A lot. Because it, of that right. increased level of commitment. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can think of a couple of churches where every musician is paid. Uh, to be up there doing their thing. And so you know, that I think that's a that's a, a common problem that uh, I think it's more common in the larger churches where uh, the, the worship service turns a bit more into a performance. So I would consider that a con. I think uh, some large churches can become enslaved by the large overhead, right? Because uh, you've got a lot of space. Yep. Uh, you've got a lot of uh, personnel. Uh, you got a lot of expenses. That parking are garage, parking gr- fountains, $150,000 office remodel. I, I don't believe any of that is happening um, uh, here. That's true. At, at, at our church. And, Not uh, in our church. I, I would say maybe the vast majority of, of larger churches. They, there may have happened in, in, in one local yeah, church. Yeah, I, I can think of one where I, that definitely happened. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think – but. It, that's the hard part, right? Is as your church grows, you have more expenses, you've got more bills to pay. And so you can become like, I think yeah. the, the way we're saying it is enslaved to it. It's scary. And you got to make decisions based upon that. And I think for some people, for some churches, I mean, I, I remember reading uh, about a church that uh, looked at people as giving units. You know, and that, that to me is a, is a weird, just weird way of looking about. They looking have at to, it. you have to do that. Because they're breaking people down to the numerical value and their, their new, like, that numerical value of how much could, uh, w- on average, do we see it coming in and how much is it going to cost us for them to be here? Yeah. It, and, and they have to do that because if they don't maintain, then they get into trouble. I mean, I was at a church one time, a church building. It was the size of a small mall. It was like, it wow. was a huge, huge church. And, uh, and the church kept shrinking and they ultimately, you know, had to sell the building and start over. Um, yeah, that to me, that's that's pretty scary. I, I, I think that's a con that one that I definitely don't like. Um, I think another again, it's just a tendency. I'm not saying this is always true, guys. Don't be all yeah. like, you know, I'm not we're not anti large church. We're just trying to think of the cons. We'll talk about pros, too. Um, I think it, it this can happen in a small church for sure, but I think it's more common to happen in the very large churches where um, there is a bit of a, an over-exaltation of the preaching pastor, yeah. or the lead pastor. Some churches talk about a culture of honor where the pastor is essentially treated like royalty. Um, there, and there, you can mean that in a good way, culture of honor, but oftentimes it's perceived, mm-hmm. it is it's practiced in a really weird way. Um, but then, you know, the, the preacher becomes the brand. He becomes the thing. He's the yeah. thing that the church is all about. And if that guy were to go, the church really wouldn't hold together. Uh, that's, that's definitely a con that I see sometimes happening in the larger churches. And I think larger churches just by nature, uh, struggle with proper oversight and accountability. Yeah. Right. As, as, a, as your church gets larger, uh, it, I'm thinking of more like the pastoral care, the shepherding care, um, it, it becomes more difficult. Yeah, you need to increase your staff, increase your your elder board to help accommodate with that. Uh, but it still becomes more complex. It still becomes more difficult. Uh, and in that, then there's a bit for some churches they they struggle with accountability, not just accountability of members, but accountability uh, among the board. We've seen that recent, more you know, more recently, even at at Harvest, yeah. uh, where they begin to make 
changes in their structure, in their bylaws, in how they are governed, um, so that they can make decisions quickly. Because yeah. with a with a large board with 30, 40 people, it's hard to get aligned everyone together. Yeah. Uh, and so they try to break it down to the three. Yeah. Not a not a great idea. Um, OK, so like there are there are more pros and cons, right? I mean, we're just kind of thinking out loud here about these things. But so they're good things. But big churches uh, can be reaching more people like there's, 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 there's yeah. some cool things happening there. Um, what, what about what about small churches? What is uh, when you think of small church? And again, we're not putting a number on this. We're not saying it's 50 or it's 100 or it's 200. Just saying in general, the smaller church, um, what is something that when you think about smaller church, what is one of the pros? I mean, one of the things I love the, the most about small churches is that strong sense of community. Right. We're all together. We all know each other. Uh, we, we may not know each other extremely well, but we do know each other. We know what's going on in each other's lives. Um, and, and we see, uh, and, and are able to recognize, uh, individuals more readily. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it is as a, as a smaller church, it's this in that communal sense, uh, we're on mission together. Right. Um, it, and I think it's easier. I, I don't know if that's, if that's unfair. Uh, but I think there's, there is a bit easier, uh, to have this like sense of we're all in this together, uh, because right. I know everyone better, um, yeah. as we're ministering to our community and to each other. Some people will talk about, um, almost the, almost the flip side of that, that in the larger churches in the really big churches, people oftentimes have a sense of belonging to something that is big and bigger than they are. It's this movement. And that's what they would consider a, um, a, a pro, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think you're right. I think that there is a lot of, I think there's a, a more, and this is just our perspective. I think in the smaller church, you're more likely to find a, a, a proper sense of community. Uh, it may not be considered a movement like you, like some people think of the large church, but I, I agree with you. I do think it's more of a community. You know, it just made me, it just made me think about this. Um, the, the, the best community Right. Is those that are focused on the word of God and a way that you could study the word of God is by Logos Basic 8. Did you just save me from failing at a transition to our sponsor? (laughs) I wouldn't throw you under the bus like that, Did you just rescue me when my idea well was dry (laughs) and on the fly here I couldn't think of how to get to Logos Bible software? Jimmy, you are the wind beneath my wings. (laughs) After Lagos, of after Lagos, of course. Uh, so listeners of Dr. Devotion, uh, we've got a great deal for you. Thanks to Derek Shrek over at uh, Lagos. Listen, Faith Life. <laughs> His name is not Shrek. I know, but I, you know we what? Always I, call I, him I, I don't know. Shrek? Shriek? Shriek? I can't pronounce it. So no, I'm, it's, not it's even, Shrek. It's not even like I'm trying him? to be funny. He's totally Shrek. <laughs> but, but they're offering our He looks like listeners. Jared Wilson, but painted green. <laughs> what is wrong with Shrek? Um but they're offering our listeners a uh, free Logos 8 basic. So you can head on over to logos.com slash Doc and Devo. And there you can sign up. You can grab it. You get it for free. You download it. And you be, you can begin uh, to utilize this great tool. They've got video tutorials. They've got uh, instructions for you. Like Joe and I use it all the time. Okay, every watch day. this. Watch this. Watch this. Okay, everybody. I'm going to ask Jimmy a question. And I know the answer is going to be yes. Watch this. Hey, Jimmy, did you use Lagos today? Yes. 
There you so, go. So did I. Oh, yeah. Am I going to use it again today? Yes, because I got discipleship group right after mm-hmm. this. And you don't want to look dumb in front of the guys. So no. you got to have logos. No, because you can have your notes right there, right? You got the split screen yep. with it. And so you could sit there, even on the on the iPads, you've got the, the scripture right here and you got your notes yeah. that you've been taking yep. uh, right there in it with your your comments. You've got, uh, and I, I love to be able to take it as, as we're looking at certain verses. And I'm like, okay, this verse is going to be a bit, uh, we're going to have to expound on this. We're going to have to make sure to define this better, yep. the understanding. So then I can grab, I could go ahead and grab uh, from a commentary, you know, a quote, something that like a nice, succinct interpretation of it and then plug yeah. it right there in my notes. So it's, I, I absolutely love using Lagos uh, for my study yep. and for when I'm uh, in our discipleship group, community group. This is why we don't even need a script from Lagos to talk about Lagos because we'll just talk about Lagos. We just talk like, about what we use it for. Lagos. You don't need to tell, they're like, would you guys, no, we got it. We'll just do our thing. Okay, yeah. let's just talk about Lagos. Yeah, this is we it. love so, Lagos. Lagos 8 Basic, you get it for free. Head on over to lagos.com slash doc and devo. You use Lagos 8 Basic, you ain't basic no more. That's going to be their slogan. That's got to be their slogan. So, Joe, we're talking about the small oh, church no, the pros. pros. The pros, the right? The pros, right? We talked about the strong sense of community. What else? Okay. Well, that made me think of the fact that um, with a strong sense of community and the smaller numbers, uh, you can and you should have better pastoral care. Mm. So that just gets more complicated and harder. Now, this I'll be uh, a lot harder on. Um what do you mean a lot harder? Sorry. In that, like, this is not my opinion at this point. Okay. I think it is it is inherently much more difficult to exercise pastoral care in a larger congregation because you have to uh, break down the elders and the leadership team into smaller squadrons and mm. the line of communication from, from pain or issue to those elders, to the higher ups, all the way up, it frequently breaks down and you get all kind of messes. Pastoral care is easier in a smaller church it might be. It might mean that there's more work to be done, or it's even messier at times because it's all hands on deck. You're actually involved in it, right? You're really, You're not. You can't just delegate that out. But I, I was noticing today, and I, I was actually very conscious about it. We're walking through every single individual who is a member of this church, and I knew all of them. Yeah, I knew all. Of, in fact, one time I was like, "Wait a minute! I oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. They're new, and and uh, I, I, I got them. Like, I, I knew. I had their face. I've talked to them. I actually know who they are. Um, like." That's a lot more feasible in a smaller church. And so, and people have access to the pastors, all of the pastors. They can, yeah. they can, one of the things that I frequently hear from people is, is that they're, they're really pleased and surprised that I came up and greeted them on a Sunday and uh, showed them that my emails in the bulletin and that doesn't go to the secretary that comes to me. Yeah. Like they, they're like, wow. Like yeah, and then a black hole of non-response. I respond to the newcomers. Oh, good, good, yeah, good. The newcomers, yeah. yeah and but then, not to me. Once, well, once they're members, <laughs> That, 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 I don't know how many emails I get. Then I, you know, how many? Okay, how many emails do you have right now on my on my on your phone? Let's look at this. How many? I think I've been doing pretty good. Oh, see, see, Joe and I, well, we share the okay. info account, now and this, Joe, I'm always yelling at him for not archiving, not. Processing. I don't need to archive them. You do it. All right. Dude, so okay, I, am I JT at Redeemer Fellowship? Oops, yeah. I just gave oh, you yeah, email. You just there do you it. It's out there. Everyone's All got right. it. Uh, Twelve hundred and fifty-eight. Oh, wow, Joey. Those are just the unreads. <laughs> Joey. Oh, Joey. Yeah, but you know, a lot of those are just like updates and stuff. Updates you know? they are, I yeah. know, but nonetheless. Yeah. You, you just got to do just archive. You got to learn. How to... <laughs> it's fine. The thing is, like, the higher the number. You know, Funnier it gets. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but like, uh, oh, see, like, Brian sent me something at 537. So the thing I do love uh, about smaller churches as we're talking about it is, is that sense of pastoral care, right? Yeah. And I... I 
am I gravitate towards that. I, I knew uh, for someone like me, uh, I need that accountability. I need that increased pastoral care that I'm I, I, I'm not going to say I wouldn't get it. But I think it's easier for me to get at a smaller church. And so, yeah, yeah maybe that's selfish of me uh, to think that, man, I, I have more access uh, to the elders um, so that they could correct me. Right. So that they could hold me accountable so that they could be praying and they know how to pray uh, and speak into my life and into my family's life, which I think goes along with another pro. Uh, I, I do think smaller churches are, are simpler. For sure. No doubt. I, I think because of the limited resources and such, I think we have to kind of be, quote unquote, bare bones. Right? Yeah, you we got to focus do, on those major things. Right. You can't you can't do as much. And but you also don't have to do as much. No, because like this is the thing. Like, so, you know, we're, we're a church of 300. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we started off as a church of 60. Well, <laughs> OK, so 300 is not a huge church. It's a big church to us and it's a big church to a lot of our listeners, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's it's not really a big church and it's a mid-sized church, but it is far more complicated of an animal uh, now than it was when we started. Yeah. It just gets more complicated and it takes uh, a, a lot more careful oversight over all of the things that are happening in the particulars. So and I can't imagine a 3000 member church like that. Just no, it's not I mean, wrong. It's not a bad thing. No, I just I don't I don't want anything to do with that. It's too much. No, I mean, even think about like the systems and management and communication and and things that we're struggling with now. Think about how many emails I would have then. <laughs> well, no, they would go to your secretary. Oh, then I would have then I would have an oh, assistant. Yeah. I would have an assistant that would take care of all that. Yeah. You're like, OK. It itches. <laughs> Joe what? His, it itches. Joe has his leg up on the oh. table, his pants rolled all the way up, his <laughs> socks pushed all the way down into his boots, and he's dude, that is one pasty all right, pale. Look at this. Okay, look white at this. Leg. Look at this. See this side has hair, right? Yeah. On my leg? Look at that side. Why is it? Smooth? I don't know. So like the left side of my the outside of my leg on my calf mm-hmm. is hairless, like I shave it. And, the and you in, do. And the I don't. And the inside is is hairy. Like the inside of my calf is hairy. It's like and it's like that on both sides. It's really weird. I don't know why that is. So Joe, what are some of the cons to a small church? There are none. No, stop Fresh it. Pod I know, every I, I, uh, <laughs> Monday and Thursday. I know that we're biased. I mean, that's the truth, right? We gravitate okay. and we we prefer more, but there there are some limitations. Yeah, sure. There are there are. Well, okay. So, um, big obvious one, right? Uh, small church means limited resources. You 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 can't do as much. You like I said, you don't have to do as much either, but you can't do as much. And it's you know so you know financially, um, you know you have you don't have as much. Uh, to to pull from to get things done, mm-hmm. uh, and even if you want, even if you feel like, wow, this is the next thing that we should do, you might not be able to do it. Um, limited resources mean that you don't have as many people that you might need or desire uh, to accomplish some of the some of the ministries that you want to do. Um, it means a, a smaller number of people to pull from for leadership. Yeah. So I mean, the the fact that you are smaller in number means that you're going to have some restrictions in place and it, that may be reflected in you know what your worship culture is like you know like we are very intentional about our worship culture we've been yeah. working on what what is it that we're doing and how are we doing it and so when we started um we didn't do we started with nothing but a dude up there or a couple dudes up there with guitars that was it yeah no, nothing, no band. We didn't start with that. And even though we had a bunch of musicians, we wanted to start 
um, you know, very, very simple. And then as we intentionally grew and developed our culture and were able to add more people, uh, then we began to, to move into that. But some people, they, there is no band. There is no musician. They don't have any. They don't have that resource. And so they'll um, – back in the day, they'd play a CD and sing along to it. I think mm-hmm. it's a better idea probably just to sing a cappella together, have somebody lead. But, you know, it's reflected in, in things like, you know, the, the, the culture of your church is going to be different, sometimes because of intentionality, but also sometimes because of just how few people you have. So I think the the limited resources might be uh, considered a con, legitimately so, uh, because you just you you have a lot of dreams and you can only do a few things. And I I think the encouragement for people is is don't try to do too much, don't overextend yourself, do the most important things and do them well. Yeah, I think another thing is. Uh People tend to push back against change, right? In a mm. smaller church, because this is the way we have done things. This is the way we've always done things. Uh, I think in a larger churches, uh, they, they, people have seen a lot of change, right? They've seen it grow or, yeah. or they're used to things, uh, kind of being switched up on them where in a smaller church, it, they, they kind of tend to push back because they're afraid sometimes. Some people can be afraid of losing that small church feel, right? Yeah. That family feel, um, yeah, if it's growing, they don't like that. Some people, yeah, they struggle with. They it. struggle with that, uh, and so it's it's learning to kind of give people a vision uh, for why change is happening, why change is necessary, uh, because it, as God blesses us with more resources, with more people, uh, then we are able to proclaim. We have more opportunities to be proclaiming the word of God to our community and beyond. Yeah. And I think another con, and this is a perceived con, um, you know, it, it may be legitimate for some people, but um, in general, I don't think this is a real con. But you, if you walk into a small church, the chances of you being noticed and talked to are pretty high. Yeah. Uh, unless the church is just not on the ball and you, you get completely ignored. Um, now I think that's a good thing that you'll be greeted and people will engage you. But if you're shy or if you're socially uncomfortable, or if you're just, you're, you're nervous, uh, then, you know, they, they maybe just want to slip in and slip out without, um, without people talking to them. Uh, I don't think that's a, like I said, I don't think that's a real con for most people. I think that's just more of like, I'd rather be left alone. More introverts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know, when you talk about the cons of a small church, you're, sometimes you're you're just talking about cultural preferences. Yeah, you know it's oh it's not how I like it's not what I prefer or it's not what I'm used to, and so so sometimes the con and this is true for big church as well. Sometimes, um, you know, I, I think of another con. Some t- one of the cons that I do see in smaller churches is well we're a small church we're a family church, and so we're not going to even try to pull things off. Well, mm. I've seen it in some smaller churches where they almost use their limited resources as an excuse to not to do things very excellently, well. Excellently. Right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean excellence in the same sense of not compared to another church. Correct. But like, man, it, it, it should be serious. Like you can have a small church and you can plan your worship and, and have it done. And listen, if you don't have any musicians – you can still have great worship. I, yeah. I had great worship experience at a Reformed Baptist church in Louisville. There was nobody up front leading. There was nobody leading the singing. There were no musicians. And that place was rocking, singing the hymns a cappella. Mm-hmm. So you can do it well. But it's almost like it becomes, an, and I've seen this in Southern Baptist, in Anglo-Southern Baptist churches uh, far west of the city. I've seen this quite a bit where it's just kind of like, well, you know, we just kind of do our thing and whatever. Yeah. We can't, we're never going to. 
Yeah, I mean, even if you're a small church with limited resources, you could still uh, be faithful with the little that's been given to you right. and do it in such a way that gives God glory. Right. Take it seriously. To the seriously. best of your ability. Take it seriously, right? I mean, it's, I mean, most of us, I think, this way about maybe the, so for example, if, if, if a preacher was like thinking, like, well, I'm not, you know, since I'm not as good as my favorite preacher, I guess I'll just, kind of muddle along like well that would be pretty lame yeah like you work hard on your sermon to give the best sermon that you can give well that should be true about everything that we do in our church so it's not about comparing your church to there's no comparison right you're not going to be able to be like any other church because you're not that church yeah you should not try to blueprint them instead do what you do have conviction have your beliefs articulated define what the culture is supposed to be like in your church based first on the bible and then Seek to, to to do the best that you can. And I thought and intentionality maybe that kind of comes into play. Any other cons? No, I'm good. Con Air. Con Air. Great movie. Well, I would say great. But, great you know, movie. Really, well, hold on. Great. John Malkovich was he in it? Okay, but John Malkovich. Okay, was John Malkovich in it? John Malkovich was in it. Great movie. He is great. Yep. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. Why are you rushing? You can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. Why or hit the store, JoeFoStore.com. Why are you rushing through it? grab some gear. Let's chill out Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Where you got somewhere to go? Later. DG. DG.